0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No
2: purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Faceoff wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff, and I will be your host today. What? Like, legitimately. I will be reading questions that I wrote. Jeff uh,
4: was contractually obligated to appear once every three years.
3: <laughs> I'm glad it's only three years, because I have, I've always had a lot of respect for people who come on the show and write questions, but... This week in particular, so. Oh
5: yeah, <laughs> it's like if you, an, and if you hate these questions, just let us know because Jeff is not sensitive at all. No,
4: it's like an urban legend. Actually, though. if
3: you tell me you hate it, that'll get me out of reading one again. So I'm cool with that.
4: Oh. <laughs> Ken, uh weaponizing competence. You're sporting some very interesting uh, and dare I say, not needed pants in the studio. They're just pants.
6: They have a, a art on it from a movie. Oh, oh! I see what you mean. I'm not wearing these, just for clarity. <laughs> but we found some uh, Schindler's List leggings online. I, I guess oh, they're God. semi-viral, but it's just like scenes from Schindler's List oh. on leggings. Like, I thought, I thought, thought was, this was a good idea? It was
5: just the list written down the leg. Oh no.
4: That's so weird. Matt's closet is, is Zubas, okay. uh, hammer <laughs> pants, and Schindler's List
6: leggings. What a bad idea. What a terrible, terrible idea. It is a really bad I idea. I hate everything about this. But I'm still gonna buy some for Neil. You he's should. A big Spielberg fan. You should. Well, I'm a big Spielberg fan, and and
4: <laughs> Not one of my big. there are lines. Ken. <laughs> well, no, I, I am a big Spielberg fan, but one of my dreams is to have Ben Kingsley on my ass at all times.
6: <laughs> he does. He does take those
4: roles sometimes. He does. He's a sexy beast. Mm-hmm.
6: All right. Well, I don't know
4: where to go with that. Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> that? transition. We'll transition over. <laughs> we'll transition to our own sexy beast, Jeff. Uh, we have some guests. We do.
3: Um, Yeah, we've got uh, coming to us, Savage Superstars, uh, Christian McGurk and Aaron Murtaugh from Alexandria, Virginia. They're uh, joining us together. Um, How are you doing today? We're doing great. We're super excited to be here.
7: Yeah, we're probably in our third listen of the entire Triviality (gasps) Catalog, so we're uh, at least well-versed on the the trivia
6: that has happened, but (laughs) we're prepared for some surprises today i'm always prepared for that's, surprises yeah. that's awesome you're better apparently i forget everything i've ever heard and i was,
4: seen. I was gonna say they're better than us because i don't remember anything that's ever been on the yeah, show. yeah they've
5: listened to it three more times than yes. i have That's true
4: <laughs> so i i wanted to step in because we were emailing before uh, you appeared today and uh there is an engagement uh, congratulations thank you
2: thank you and yes we were actually listening to triviality when we got engaged when we when christian popped the question we no. both had uh we had our airpods in and we were listening to an episode on the beach when he uh, got down on one knee
7: i can't remember which episode it was <laughs> oh
5: yeah don't do that, is that true you need to, to yeah, propose again true. yeah <laughs> you know, I, even,
2: uh, I forgot to mention in my first email I mean, christian was like did you mention that we were listening to triviality when we got engaged and i was like oh, oh shoot i forgot i I'm forgot touched. to mention that touched.
3: that's that's an honor that is <laughs> I don't yeah even we can think we wholly pause. unbefitting us
4: to... <laughs> i think it was still going on
1: <laughs>
4: i love that the dutch we boy was there jokes i was gonna <laughs> say uh D- dutch boy was there in your most intimate moment yeah As he should be.
5: <laughs> say, yes, please,
4: say yes please say yes please so uh tell us a little bit about yourself uh
2: yeah i'm an eighth grade science teacher here in uh virginia and i'm originally from boston but moved down here and i absolutely love it and i've been here for about five years now yeah um and
7: i'm from arlington virginia so i'm Actually, about 15 minutes away from where I grew up. I'm an analyst, uh, government contractor, and that's pretty much all I can say. So.
2: And he's got. uh, I'll step in here. Oh yeah. He's a chemical engineering degree and a physics degree. So he's a little shy,
5: but
1: he's a big
2: science guy.
5: It's a good, a good uh, team for a Jeff game. It is like the perfect
3: team. Yeah. Uh, I I would think so. And uh, although I wrote. More movie questions than you'd be expecting from mm, me. No spoilers. Well, yay. I believe
4: the the bet for this game is if a, a Triviality team loses, then we have to uh, marry them both and get ordained. But mm-hmm. if we win, <laughs> they can get someone probably most way- likely better. <laughs> yeah, way better. Way better. <laughs> most than <us>. likely better. <laughs> Very probably. Uh, you know. So you're going to be playing together, and you had a team name based on uh, a wonderful friend that we met right before the recording started.
2: Yes, we have two very uh, loud, well, usually they're pretty quiet, but as soon as we start talking, they love to be loud parrots. Um, And we have one feisty one whose name is actually Pepe now, but we recently found out he's a boy. We thought he was a girl for the longest time and his name was Penny. So uh, our our, our trivia name has been Penny Pitchers for the longest time. We decided just to run with it still.
6: Penny can be a guy's name too. Hey.
5: Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah so or any kind of parrot's name i don't think they really care too much
3: no but. i don't think they're picky yeah
4: no they're not big on he's their social of, media he handles a, i
2: think penny's more like a quiet like nice little bird he's very, so it doesn't uh,
6: befit the personality he's a brat. yeah right all right so he's we got, a got the penny pinchers
2: he's a pepe he's a little feisty all right
6: we got the penny pinchers and how about you guys uh neil and matt gonna team up against them
4: uh, we're we're going along the lines of the money theme, and uh, we're going to honor the George Clooney, and Julia Roberts underseen classic. Apparently, I haven't seen it. Money monsters. <laughs> Nobody's way seen under- it. Has <laughs> anyone seen it? I don't know if anyone's seen it. We're going to be money monsters. Okay,
6: sounds good. So it's uh, PP versus Eminem, and uh, let's get the rules. Jeff, you want to kick us off here? I do. Actually, uh, you guys don't know
3: this totally unbeknownst to you. Before we get started, I actually have a few things I wanted to say. Um,
6: oh, he's airing area. the airing of grievances. <laughs> it's Festivus. This. this is his last episode. <laughs>
3: it is not my last episode, but. um He's taking his shirt off. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm getting the poll. Uh, no, uh, you know, it, we don't really, you know, I know you, we've. Joke about Neil was promoting his book recently and he was, you know, too humble to even promote it himself, which is why we keep coming up with ridiculous names like, uh, you know, Neil has a book. You should buy it now, uh, Mm -hmm. which I understand is a favorite of uh, Christian and Aaron. But um, we're going to we're going to pass five years here um, in between the time we recorded this episode and when the episode comes out. Mm -hmm. And. Holy cow, that's a toddler. That is a toddler. (laughs) A kindergartner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, 250 episodes. Mm -hmm. plus no breaks
5: we only almost missed one week but
3: not a single not a single week yeah no one will ever know which week we almost missed (laughs) because who's to say (laughs) uh we've also put out more than a hundred bonus episodes that Mm -hmm. are publicly available yep two video mini series on youtube Bloodsport, 40 plus patreon exclusive bonus episodes Mm -hmm. uh we have more than a thousand members in the crop Followers on Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. Is This the State of the Union. What it's is not the on? State of the Union. Okay. No, I I the just state wanted of the podcast. I just wanted to say strong. thank you. Uh, yeah, we never um, talk about it. That's true. Um, we know that there's thousands of you that listen to and enjoy the show that we don't get the pleasure of interacting with, um, but we appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's given me a lot of perspective thinking back over the last five years. Um, we have over 450 patrons, and the show would not be possible without them. Mm-hmm. Um, their direct financial support allows us to continue and we've really upped the quality over the years um, just go back to listen to our first few episodes or don't <laughs> apologies to anybody who's been with us that
5: long yeah, um, but I don't think like people always start from the first episode thanks for, that's thanks that's for sticking
3: with us um, and uh, as I mentioned earlier um, you know I had to write the game this week uh, I know how tough that is so uh, just a big thanks to everyone who's taking the time to be on the show especially anyone who's taking the time to write a game um, so that's it. I
6: don't know. sounded I, like a resignation there yeah. for a minute. It's not,
3: it's not a resignation. No, I'm just... <laughs> all uh, right. We will all miss Jeff. All right.
6: <laughs> are you or are you not a crow? Well, thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's been great.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I I think over the next five years, we can keep... Five more years. Five more years. I mean, at the, at the current rate, I think we can. Um, uh, You know, I think it's possible that some of us might actually be able to transition to a full-time opportunity with the show if we keep growing, so... Just uh, a reminder: tell your friends and families. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more listeners we have, the more ability we'll have to continue to improve the show and make some of our yeah. dreams a reality. Yep. And uh, if you're capable of supporting us on Patreon, uh, we're very honored. Um, obviously, if you don't have the means or don't want to support us, that's okay. Um, we're gonna still be here. We're still be producing episodes. We'll still release um, a free podcast every we don't, week. We don't. We don't need your money that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't feel bad. I know people who are. You know, they're like, "Oh, I want to give, but I can't." Don't don't ever feel guilty about that, um,
6: but if you can support $1 us, one dollar a day. We yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and buy Neil's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you did buy the book,
4: thank you very much. And uh, if you do me the honor of leaving a review on Amazon, or if you got it like at Barnes and Noble or Target or something, that'll help the the visibility. So if you could just leave a review, even if you didn't like it, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Just leave one at least, so it'll you know get people to look at it. So
3: that was it. I just want to say thank you. Five more years. I'm looking forward to it with the uh, the three of you. Well, thank
4: you. So. We appreciate that, and thank you for saying that because we don't, we haven't had an ad in five years, and that wasn't really an ad; it was more of a thank you. But it wasn't mm-hmm. an ad. Yeah, I can't but you can.
6: We've been sleeping in the same bed for five years. <laughs> I know we're like Grandpa <laughs> Before, Joe or you Uncle get Joe. Up, I mean, we got to get Grandpa up awfully Joe. early. It I'm doesn't telling make you, sense. They to us to the us that chocolate from, factory. Uh, we are <laughs> out the
5: door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get some questions.
3: I I think we can do that now. Now we're all teary-eyed, so let's play <laughs> trivia. I don't know how to cry anymore. Um. All right, we will kick it off with the only logical place to do so, question one. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. The Cayman Islands are home to more businesses than people, as the country is well known as a corporate tax haven. Of the over 100,000 entities registered there, 19,000 are listed under just one address in Georgetown, the Uglund House. This building bears the following inscription, MCMXCIX. What does that mean in roman numerals yeah that's
4: I, I was thinking the same thing but i i don't know if that's correct but at least this one is that one number
5: <laughs> riveting <So>. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we are gonna lock great in podcast with, content with a guess a informed guess. an informed guess Ooh. we'll let christian
7: and so Morgan, yeah, you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, all right I, I think we're i think we're good over all right here. what do you have um uh, well, we were thinking about the hint of uh, party and uh, then some, you know, random string of, of number, or letters dropped. And we're like, well, party like it's 1999, maybe. Ba-ba- so, that's what we're sticking with.
5: Uh, we are also partying like it's 1999.
3: Yeah, those uh, that's actually lyrics from the song. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door is directly from Prince's 1999. All right, to start both on the board. First question. All right. And it's all downhill from there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Question two. Uh, Some people are born to greatness and others always might just be born under a bad moon. Which artist can proudly say that they have the privilege of being the artist with the highest number of number two billboard hits without ever hitting number one? You guys can discuss. Penny Pinchers
5: locked in.
4: So they're locked in right away. You said uh, highest number of number twos without reaching number one? Correct.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: So I was just looking at a list of people that you'd be surprised didn't reach number one on the billboard. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Springsteen was one of them.
4: Who sings that song? Isn't that Credence Clearwater who sings Bad Moon Rising or whatever?
5: I don't know.
6: Do you remember when one of our friends accidentally said CCR instead of CPR? (laughs) So oh, like, I posited yeah. <laughs> that you should, instead of staying alive, you should do the compressions to. <laughs> bone on a
1: bayou. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, that that is a good guess. I just I'm thinking of that lead singer, and I can't think of his name. I, I thinking, know
5: CCR also never hit number one,
4: but they have so many hits. That's why I'm wondering if it's them. Well, um, let's
5: let's do that then. I'm I'm okay with some CCR. Do you want
4: to try CCR? Okay, I'm just thinking because of the bad moon. So okay, all right, we'll lock in CCR.
5: And penny pinchers, what'd
3: you come up with?
7: Um, so one of like the most commonly misquoted song lyrics is, uh, there's a bathroom on the right, but it's actually, there's a, a bad moon on the rise. And I, we happen to know that was a CCR song. So that's what, uh, we locked in with the same.
3: I, I can happily tell you that uh, bad moon was a clue. If that one didn't get you, I also said proudly for proud
6: Mary, uh, it is CCR sweet if you got a lot of number twos though you might want a bathroom on the road right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the name of the
3: main guy that i can't think of john fogarty his brother was also in the band tom fogarty i believe okay
5: not chad fogarty
3: not chad fogarty he was in
5: nickelback.
3: <laughs> not even in nickelback okay. but, uh, <laughs> is that a penny pinchers uh pun there i don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> question number three Cooper pd is a town in northern south australia which is notable for a few things. The town is sometimes referred to as the opal capital of the world because of the quantity of precious opals that are mined there. But that's not what this question is about. Its scorching daytime heat has caused re- residents to live like some desert-dwelling animals. What is the other thing that Cooper Petey is renowned for?
4: I mean, it sounds like it's in Australia, so we're looking for some sort of wild animal. <laughs> sounds that's,
3: like it, yeah. That's okay in
4: the desert and high heat correct, because it's not about opals.
3: I, I made that clear.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about uh, tunnels? It's got a lot of t- underground underground tunnels.
4: Yeah, it could have a lot of underground tunnels.
5: That's what uh, you know, moles, yeah. snakes, they got tunnels, right? When it's hot.
4: I think, I think they do. Um, well, we can lock in with one of those then. One
5: of those simple... Whole bunch of tunnels. Whole bunch of tunnels. Uh,
4: Alright, we're going to lock in over
6: here.
2: We were thinking it's houses underground because we're trying to think of what desert animals might do and i think i remember seeing a netflix show where they were having like airbnb con like uh airbnb competition and there was a couple who had a house underground in australia so we're going underground houses on this one
3: and you guys locked in with tunnels tunnels everywhere yeah tunnels all right, Ken, you're going to have to uh, decide if uh, that's good enough for credit, but uh, I have that it's the uh, town with the highest percentage of holy underground homes.
6: I think tunnels. I think I was nowhere near tunnels, so based on my distance from saying tunnels, I think they should get points. Okay, I'll let you decide that. I think they were in the right uh, right ballpark there. Yeah,
5: yes. living underground mostly. That, yeah. that was the gist of like it. Like
6: holes.
4: Or yeah. Dennis Leary and oh, wow. Mission Man. hmm
5: <laughs>
6: Points for everyone. Points all around.
3: This has been a really good start for everyone. Yeah, we like it. I know, it. three for
6: three. Keep it going. All right, Maybe question. Maybe I just wanted to continue the trend.
3: Question four. Uh, from French, and meaning jumped or bounced, in reference to tossing while cooking, what is the method of cooking that uses a relatively small amount of oil or fat in a shallow pan over relatively high heat?
2: We're locked in over here.
6: Penny pinchers locked in. Um, Would this be seared?
4: Could be, yeah. I, it, does it have to do with the, the exclamation of throwing stuff up did you say or no
6: it's french for jumper bounce. Uh, i'm just trying to saute
5: saute that
4: could be it i mean that's just a lo- that's a low amount of oil where you just let it simmer
5: yeah i'm gonna go with saute okay we're gonna lock in with saute uh
7: yeah we we locked in with saute um so Erin is like really experienced in like the the food and wine mm-hmm. categories so that's kind of her her domain and i i took like six years of spanish and i remember saltar meant to jump in spanish mm.
6: so and yeah, i eat and
7: every a couple day. Little angles there
3: <laughs> well everyone's correct it is saute
5: wow wow has this ever happened before
3: i four saute everything yeah i don't
6: <laughs> use my oven. I'm, I'm impatient i'm an impatient cook so i saute everything yeah everything everything
1: Everything, I think 10,
5: ten <laughs> minutes on medium heat is five minutes on a high heat. <laughs>
1: That's
3: right. <laughs> I don't know if that quite no, works, how but it works. Okay, <laughs> good to know. You're in food service, so I trust you. you have a safety certification? That's a a co- class, cooking show. <laughs> Everything's half raw. Remember, yeah, remember to cut corners <laughs> with. <some of> <laughs> yeah, you know, 160 uh, for chicken is basically 165, so just mm. pull that thing off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
6: This is not advice.
3: (laughs) No, I never trust anything we say on this show. All right, question five. At 32 years, 28 days, Damien Chazelle is the youngest Academy Award winner for Best Director for his work on the 2016 film La La Land. By comparison, which director, whose nomination at 24 years, 44 days, has him as the current record holder for youngest nominee? His debut film put not only himself, but an up-and-coming Cuba Gooding Jr. on the map.
5: So this this has to Cuba Gooding Jr. came out around the scene in what like ninety four ninety five.
4: Oh, I know who it is. We're, we can lock in.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm glad that I jogged your memory. You did. With you them.
4: actually did when you were like when you said that. It, it the got year. Me. Yeah.
3: Uh yeah okay so we're we're gonna lock in over here. All right, penny pinchers, feel free to talk it out.
4: Okay
7: okay. So yeah, we kind of are on the Jerry Maguire director. Path, but we don't we
6: have no idea. know who directed
7: Jerry Maguire. We're trying to do some math,
6: I guess. I don't
7: know. Like, I have no clue how old David Fincher is, but I like him.
2: It's as good as we're, yeah, we're
6: not. I don't think we're going right, to get this one. So. I would love to see the Fincher version of Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, that would be really interesting. <laughs>
3: Um, all right. And uh, so they're locking in with uh, Jerry Maguire. No,
6: uh, I know David <laughs> Fincher. And
3: uh, Neil, you think you came up with it?
4: Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, at first I was thinking along the lines uh, of Aaron and Christian. They were thinking of Cameron Crowe, um, who wouldn't have been uh, that young uh, for Jerry Maguire. But uh, I remember uh, a great director uh, who got nominated when he was young in 1991, I think. That was John Singletary for Boys in the Hood.
3: Um, I believe Boys in the Hood was directed by John Singleton.
4: What did I say, Singletary? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the football player. Yeah, John Singleton, you're correct. Yes.
3: <laughs> no, points. No, no points. No points. That no was my no bad, points. yeah. Although I would like to see the David Fincher version <laughs> of Boys in the Hood. <laughs>
5: yes. Or <laughs> directed by Mike Singleton. I want to see
6: every movie as directed Mike. by David Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, John Singleton uh, is no longer with us, so mm-hmm. yep. if you're thinking of a director who is about 50 now, that wouldn't... Uh, you know
5: that would not be helpful
3: that would not be helpful see the muscle relaxer did come into play man i yeah. knew it was going to <laughs> <laughs> thinking of mike singletary all right ken what's our scores after five
6: uh looks like it's 40 to 40 so uh equal money going around that's Everybody's a, got
3: that's a score a lot that's of unheard of in a jeff game <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: uh, all right question six
3: hans Wilsdorf was a businessman who established the hans Wilsdorf foundation in 1945 Upon his death in 1960, he gave 100% ownership stake in which luxury business to the foundation. As a result, the Hans Wilsdorf Foundation is likely the least famous parent company of any brand to date. Being a part of the foundation, the company donates much of its income to charity and social causes. There's no requirement to disclose financial or charitable donations under local law, so the company is a master of paying no corporate taxes as a result of being owned by the foundation.
4: We can lock in over here. Oh, Really? I know this one from uh, people who evade taxes. I have a little list that (laughs) I (laughs) keep.
5: Is it me? Because I paid those
4: taxes. (laughs) I cross Matt off the list like Steve Buscemi and uh, Billy Madison.
2: We were thinking Um, of Disney just because I know they recently got their tax exemption revoked by the governor of Florida. And that's what we're going to go with. We have no no other inklings.
3: And uh, Neil, you think you're you're onto this one?
4: I think so. Hopefully, making up for my singleton, singletary uh, gaff there. But I believe um, doing research on this this person foundation, I think it's
3: Rolex. Um, so you are correct. Uh, I said that the company is the master of paying no corporate taxes. The GMT Master is one of their most famous uh, watch styles.
6: It is Rolex. I know because I have several. <laughs> that's where all the there, there weren't is. a lot of there weren't a lot of hints I could drop in there. are they Rolex or Nolex Rolex. Oh, well if you get yeah. if you look at my wrists you can see that they're Nolex oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh well done that's uh that's a good pull Neil all right uh question seven this one was recently inspired by a patreon bonus um there's a biological phenomenon seen in animals whereby males exhibit renewed sexual interest whenever a new female is introduced even after sex with prior but still available sexual partners. To a lesser extent, this effect is also seen among females with regard to their mates. This phenomenon is oddly named after which rather reclusive U.S. president? Behavioral endocrinologist Frank A. Beach claimed in a 1974 letter to have introduced the term attributing the neologism to an old joke about the man from when he was president.
6: Now, Jeff, I told you this stuff in confidence. <laughs> and I really wish you wouldn't drag oh it out on the podcast
3: uh so uh yeah if you are not on patreon and you want to hear weird animal sex stuff check us out patreon.com triviality podcast.
6: great uh that was a great bonus episode all right they're locked in at the penny Pinchers what do you guys have
4: all right so they're locked in um so this is what we have so I wrote down sex letters president the guy who named his penis I can't remember who that was <laughs> Probably all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and little, then little Jimmy I'm, I'm sh- sure you said I'm sure Bachelor president. With, yeah, was that Harding, Harding or Fillmore? Fillmore, that was a problem. I think it was Harding. Harding, would be great if it if was, was called sold.
3: the Harding effect. So the Harding so effect,
4: probably not. Um, so probably not, not that one. Jeff showed his hand there. Yeah, Did I though? Us. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> who's the guy on Parks and Rec that Leslie? They have that big ball that they push. That she goes to the conference. That guy. See, they have a joke about him. Is it? Is it the t- Tip Canoe and Tyler too? Tyler, right? We could say Tyler, because I remember they make a lot of jokes about Tyler. Okay. But, and I know Jeff loves He parks seemed and rec. like
5: he'd be a freak.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I believe
4: John
3: Tyler did have more than 10 kids. So, yeah. Also,
6: yeah. oh, then he wasn't a, a recluse. So it's not very recluse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are saying Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Tyler
3: or
4: um, Harding? Let's go, Tyler. Tyler. Okay.
2: We went with Calvin Coolidge because so we know he was the silent president, right?
3: Yeah. Well known uh, for being uh, the silent type. But actually, he was one of the first presidents to really. Um, embrace uh media it was calvin coolidge this is the coolidge effect that's what i was actually thinking i was was trying to think of him too i couldn't think of his name though so uh this apparently comes from a story where uh president and mrs coolidge were being shown around an experimental government farm mrs coolidge noted that uh one of the roosters was mating very frequently and uh she asked the attendant how often calvin how often that happened and she said dozens of times a day Uh, to which she responded, tell that to the president when he comes by.
5: (laughs) Sick burn, Miss
3: Coolidge. Uh, He came by, and upon being told, he said, is it the same hen every time? And the reply was, no, Mr. President. And he said, well, tell that to Mrs.
1: Coolidge. Uh,
5: (laughs) Wow. I'll take things that never happened for 500. Mrs.
3: Coolidge would have been a lot more happy if he wasn't so silent.
4: I know. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: (laughs) Good to know. Question eight. Uh,
3: I had to write two sports questions for Matt to make him happy. This is one of them. Um, playing from 1969 to 1989 for the Lakers and Bucks, which incredible point scorer's feat is made even more impressive by the fact that he only had one successful three-point shot in his 20-year career?
7: Uh, we're we're locked in.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: That's got to be uh, now-famous writer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Uh,
5: yeah, famous uh, pilot. Right. famous
4: pilot as well, who drags uh, Bill Lambeer up and down the court, right? What yeah. I, yeah. Is he big
6: on uh, layups?
5: There was no three-pointer for the first 10 years of his mm. career, so that, that helps keep those numbers down a little bit.
6: It does, right. but he
3: also uh, missed, like, 40 of the ones he attempted, yeah. and it is...
5: Yeah, sorry.
7: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, We No, we we locked in with the same um,
3: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly known as Lou Alcindor.
5: Lou Alcindor, uh, yeah.
3: You right. are, both well, teams are correct. It is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. The feat made, of course, uh, slightly less impressive by the fact that there was no three point line for the first half of his career, but he totally missed the uh, the other ones. So, <laughs> all right, question number nine Peter Svensson and Magnus Svensson both heavy metal musicians, formed a band on October 31st, 1992, and I'm sure I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, Yonoping, Sweden. Perfect sweater weather. Lead singer Nina Pearson lent her voice to the group and was responsible for singing the band's only one-hit wonder, which left many fans head over heels. Personally, I don't care for any of their other songs. But which band am I referring to?
4: We have an idea just based on some of the clues Jeff gave, so we're going to lock in with a band that uh, that I've seen before and hope that it's right.
3: Then hearing Head
7: Over Heels, I think, uh, like, Tears for Fears. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's
6: that, that's not
7: right. I, I, I don't think we have anything to contribute on this one, I think, yeah, we're probably gonna just have to tap on this one. We don't.
3: Unfortunately, the penny pinchers aren't coming up with it. What did you guys say?
5: So re re listening to the question, they're metal musicians, but that doesn't mean that the band was metal. And then you're looking for a Swedish, probably pop. I mean, ace of bass is not probably a a bad guess, but. No, it's not, yeah. But what did we end up? We Uh, we said a, a metal band that you like, which is.
4: Yeah, I said Halloween, but I believe they're German
5: and uh unfortunately neither team
3: getting it uh the correct answer is the cardigans the
5: Cardigans sweater weather. oh i love that song oh.
3: and uh yeah two heavy metal musicians both with a jazz theory background um started a metal band kind of got bored of it and then released that song i've never so. heard of the cardigans you ha- you've heard Fool romeo plus juliet
4: oh i see okay
3: all right question 10 and last question in the first round it wouldn't be a jeff game If there wasn't a little bit of a wah-wah question. So, this is the one. Don't do this. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Thomas Midgley Jr. was an American mechanical and chemical engineer. He played a major role in developing two technologies which led to the new scientist calling him a one-man environmental disaster. It's been said that no one organism has had more of an impact, probably negative, on the environment than Dr. Midgley. Which developments, one related to gasoline and the other refrigeration, was Dr. Midgley responsible for? We can lock in over here.
1: No idea. Yeah,
7: I, I mean, just sticking with the theme here, we're locking in with two FR words, fracking and freon. So
4: that's okay. uh,
7: what we're locking in with.
3: All right, penny pinchers have that. What do you guys think?
4: We had the same thought. We had the same thought. Matt wrote down freon right away and took us a little while, but
3: we just said maybe it's fracking. Uh, you are 100% correct on Freon. Uh, chlorofluorocarbons uh, are part of the reason that there is a giant hole in the ozone layer. But unfortunately, no points are going to be awarded because his other main development was
6: adding lead to gasoline. Mm. See, oh. I knew the gasoline one, but I didn't know the other one. So yeah. Benefits to have me on your team, I guess. Suckers. All right, the uh, very spurned
3: Ken. What are the scores looking like?
6: All right. Looks like it's still tied 60 to 60 at the end of the first round.
3: Not bad. Yeah. Good job, guys. All right. And for today's swing round, uh, I, I would like to bring something back that we did not too long ago. Uh, big credit to uh, Jay Borsom. I really loved her swing round uh, a little while ago when she was on. Uh, it was ABC. So every single question is going to be just a, an amalgamation of some letters. All 10 uh, will total the twenty-six letters of the English alphabet. Oh yes, you yes. bothered to do this. I, this I did bother to do this. I really liked it, and uh, they say that uh, you know, good artists borrow and great artists steal. I would like to be a great artist, so I stole this idea. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so every answer will have letters that collectively. Yeah, this is a good. That is correct. Okay. Every
5: great. answer will have letters.
3: Yes. <laughs> Except the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. All right, Uh, your first clue for number one, only medical profession where completing one degree automatically secures an additional doctorate. Number two, airport abbreviation for the 17th largest airport in the world with approximately 55 million travelers passing through each year. Originally going to be named Idlewild. Question three, nickname for a short-lived TV character who was a pilot and married to wife Zoe. Question four, British TV show running since 2003, premise is to be more entertaining than right. Question five, the abbreviation for the state of Vermont, this is the postal abbreviation. Number six, the 12th letter of the Greek alphabet, its capital is stylized in English as a capital M. Question seven, in toxicology, indi- indication of how deadly a substance is. Number eight, the abbreviation for cerium on the periodic table. Number nine. Abbreviation for experience points in video games.
5: Finally, one I know.
3: <laughs> and question number 10. Periodic table abbreviation for zirconium.
6: All right, there are the swing around questions and we'll be right back.
8: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
6: And we are back with the answers to the swing round. Jeff?
8: Yeah, it looks like everybody uh, is in.
6: Um,
3: don't quite know how it went. I uh, get the impression in the studio they made a, a little trouble, but uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, question one was the only medical profession where completing one degree automatically secured an additional MD.
2: Uh, we were pretty lost on lo- a lot of these, but we ended up with D O for this one.
5: Ooh, we could use it. Do, do, do over. <laughs> we could use it. Do over.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, we, we don't like the alphabet. That's, uh, our new mantra <laughs> here, but, uh, we just
3: said PhD. We had no idea. All right. No points. Unfortunately, uh, this is, uh, Pretty common, probably, for half or so of our audience, this would be OBGYNs. Oh, they are secured both uh, a degree in obstetrics and in gynecology.
4: Oh, Makes no. sense. Oh, and you managed to
6: get rid of a bunch of difficult letters. Yeah, that I did. Good
4: job, Jeff. <laughs> for some reason, we, we were just like, I think all of them
3: are two or three letters at most,
4: yeah. which really screwed us. We had us. a bunch of letters left yes. at
3: the end. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh question number two uh the airport abbreviation for the 17th largest airport in the world with approximately 55 million travelers passing through each year originally going to be called Idlewild.
2: we said jfk
3: mm,
4: um we knew the the outcast movie called Idlewild with uh, big boy and andre 3000 and we just thought maybe it's new orleans where i think the movie takes place so
3: we said what nol
5: mm-hmm. yeah something wrong because the o is already gone
3: yeah the, uh, the correct answer is JFK. Uh, it was supposed to be opened in the early 60s, uh, right before JFK was assassinated, and the airport was renamed to JFK in his honor. Question number three. Nickname for a short-lived TV character who was a pilot, and he was married to his wife, Zoe. Benny Pinchers, did you come uh, up with this one?
1: <laughs>
2: no, we just uh, formed a nickname based on the letters we had left, and now we're realizing that they were wrong. Uh, we said Swag
6: swag that's a cool name almost the right letters i think
4: you got some of the right letters oh i just got it but go ahead
5: um we thought that this might have been from the short-lived uh firefly show um and we didn't know the pilot's name so we said dag uh you were correct
3: it is uh from firefly this character is named wash Mm. wash it was alan tudyk right alan tudyk's character
6: yep you got that far not terrible yeah
3: yeah so, no, some of those letters were in the swag, so you could feel better, hopefully, about some I'll of them the future. That as a <laughs> <half win. laughs> All right. Uh, question number four. Uh, this is about the British TV show running since 2003, where its premise is to be more entertaining than right.
2: We thought this might have been some sort of trivia game, so we said IQ.
4: Oof. And uh, Neil? Yeah, it's the only one we knew with 100% certainty. It's uh, just the opposite of that. So we said QI. Unfortunately,
3: it is quite interesting. Uh, Q.I.
2: Oh, poop. (laughs) Oh,
3: man. (laughs) All right. Next one. uh, You know, I I wanted to throw an easy one in there. Abbreviation for the state of Vermont.
5: can't say that because if we're wrong, then we'll feel
3: worse. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You know, what's easy to me is, you know. Mm. uh, All right. Penny pinchers.
2: Thank you for an easy one. We got VT on this (laughs) one.
3: Uh, we also said VT. VT is correct. Hey. So you don't have to feel bad, Matt. Points all mm-hmm.
5: around. I choose to feel bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's your own problem. All right. Uh, question number six. This is the 12th letter of the Greek alphabet. Its capital is stylized like an English capital M.
7: So uh, we locked in with mu or mu. We, and s- Matt?
3: we said the same. And it is uh, mu. You are correct. M-U. Number seven. Uh, in toxicology... Indicates how deadly a substance is. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, this question was pretty deadly for us. Uh, We used all of the letters that we had left. We came up with B-Y-L-N.
4: Bion. Uh, We had no idea. Uh, We just were trying to use the letters we had left over. So we said K-H-C.
3: Yep. Um, I I didn't want to be so generous as to say it was also in a title of a Mudvayne album. Or uh, this is the lethal dose of something. LD. All right. Number eight was the periodic table abbreviation for the element cerium.
2: Well, we said ce.
5: We put se.
3: Uh, ce is correct. Cerium is spelled c e r i u m.
5: That would have been. Yeah.
3: Good to know. Get, get our lethal dose ready. After this round. <laughs> All right. Number nine was uh, the abbreviation for experience points, commonly seen in video games.
1: Oh yeah,
7: we locked in with XP.
5: We also locked in with XP.
3: XP was the abbreviation you should have been left with. EXP uh, wouldn't work because of cerium. So, And the last question in the round is just the periodic table abbreviation for zirconium.
2: Right, this so is where all my eighth grade science comes in handy. Uh, we said ZR for this one.
4: We, we took a guess and said ZR
3: as well. ZR is correct. Both teams getting points on that one.
6: All right, you might have wanted to take a lethal dose, but uh, looks like you guys did all right. You guys got uh, half of these right for 85 total points at Money Monsters. And Penny Pinchers in the lead with 90 points. You got six right in that round.
3: Oh, they're called Money Monsters? I called them Money Grubbers earlier. <laughs> Sorry. We can be both. Yeah, small redaction. We could be everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, not bad. Uh, you know, I, I, that's about the performance I expected on that swing round. So we'll start it off. With uh, the first question in round 2. Showing Bethesda's dedication to making characters sound distinct from everyone else. They cast which real-life knight and leader across famous film and TV series as the Emperor of Tamriel in the Elder Scrolls Oblivion video game?
6: I'm good with your answer,
4: Matt, if you want to lock in
6: with that.
3: Oh, All
4: right, we we're
2: locked in over here too.
4: Okay.
6: Oh, double lock in. So what do you guys have at the Money Monsters? So we, we clued in on leader, mm-hmm. I think, uh, meaning uh, possibly captain
4: of, a, of the enterprise, maybe.
5: Yeah, and that would be in movie and TV, I believe, with uh, Patrick Stewart.
2: Well, we we honed in on leader too, but we were thinking of the leader as in a king or Gandhi, so we said Ben Kingsley.
1: Mm, Two nights.
3: Not a bad guess. Uh, funny. Uh, the, the film series I was talking about was actually X-Men, as uh, he is the leader of the X-Men. Uh, we, yeah, it's per, Sir Patrick Stewart. Awesome. Sweet. Question number two. Uh, this question I wrote for Ken, but sadly he's not playing.
6: <laughs> uh, I'll still enjoy it from here. Nicknamed,
3: the nicknamed Panda, which Swedish NHL goaltender previously played in the NHL for the Ottawa Senators, Buffalo Sabres, New York Islanders, and Chicago Blackhawks before he flew the coop to his current team? All right.
4: We're going to lock in over here. So feel free to talk it out, guys.
7: Um, so hockey is definitely like a, a complete blind spot for us. I, I feel bad because like the capitals are pretty big here, but I just never got into them. Um, um, so we're going to lock in with like kind of a, a Swedish sounding name that I associate with hockey and Lindstrom.
5: Okay. Lindstrom is the guest. There's a hockey player's name, Lindstrom, so that's not a bad guess. Uh, I honestly could not remember this for the life of me. Uh, based on the teams, Blackhawks flew the coop. Maybe he went to the Ducks. I know Niemi ended up there after playing for the Blackhawks, so he said Niemi.
3: Yeah, I didn't mean to mislead you. Uh, he actually flew the coop uh, to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, as Matt had uh, alluded to earlier in discussion. This would be Robin Lehner.
5: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Never heard of that person
7: oh robin oh, oh yeah.
5: boy wonder
2: right <laughs> in my head.
5: yeah i knew who it was but i couldn't i was yeah. never remembering his name
3: all right on uh, to question three long before digital shorts were a mainstay of modern snl they often ran fake ads as their skits who could forget undecided voters peyton manning for the united way mom jeans and dissing your dog but before all that, there was a little drink, which went by what name? Which was highly evocative of the type of water that they dredged up from the bottom of Lake Erie.
5: I And and like, I've seen, I, I, you know, I watched a ton of SNL reruns when they were on Comedy Central all the time. So I probably saw this at some point. But I mean, I can't think of anything that's even, that would be funny, like a well water type joke or something like that. So I don't really have anything.
4: All right, we're just going to lock in with the guest so they can talk
2: we were kind of in the same boat all those ads you were talking about i've seen them all but <laughs> definitely don't remember this one sure, sure. we're gonna say mud water
6: mud water an actual product yeah we oh, we, yeah. we wrote down uh, <laughs> those, and
5: those are not fake ads and i keep thinking they are when he's stirring up that mud it's like, why do Is i drink
1: really mud, water? mud water yeah. yeah unfortunately yeah it's a real wow. a real Sounds product yeah uh cleans
4: we,
3: out his bowels we
1: wrote down <laughs> mud water,
4: awesome. um, but we knew it was a real product, and we just said for fun. We said maybe it's Cleveland Spring.
3: Oh uh, no! Unfortunately, this
5: is a little drink called Swill.
4: Oh, I kind of remember, <gasps> not really though. Swill. Swill.
5: If anyone knows what Jeff's talking about, comment on the on the page or send <laughs> us an email.
4: Post the link. Who was in this? What what can? I think it was Phil Hartman. Um, oh, that's so an Okay, that's definitely an older one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I mean. thought you were gonna go with. Um, before, like, Annie Sandberg and Lonely Island and stuff. Like, Albert Brooks used to do short films. this
5: TV Funhouse. But that stuff. was, like, in the 70s, yeah.
4: Right. And then Robert Smigel and whatnot.
3: Yep. All right, question four. Made of the following ingredients. Which classic drink is the official drink of New Orleans? While the drink may not have originated there, it definitely has ties that go back to at least the 1850s. No word if a drunk Tom Cruise has ever been called this. The ingredients are... Uh, cognac, absinthe, a sugar cube, and two dashes of Peychaud's bitters. I don't know. I've never been to New
5: Orleans. Um,
4: yeah. I mean, I know they have like the hurricane drink and they have like the, um, it's a lot of like mixed drinks, but this doesn't seem like one that's like frozen or anything.
5: It's the big baby drink. Oh,
4: um, Sazerac maybe. They have a hotel Sazerac where you get a famous Sazerac okay. in New Orleans. Okay, do but...
5: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: I'm having, I've made these drinks before. Oh
1: my God. I made
2: them because you use the absinthe to rinse the glass and you dump it out. I've made them and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. Uh, I'm just going uh, to
7: say, walk in with something. I like No,
2: say zombie. It's zombie. Locking in
3: with zombie and. Uh... Over here at the Grubbers? That's a cool drink name. Uh, Not the Grubbers. The Money Monsters.
4: The Money Monsters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know from being in New Orleans, there's a a hotel there um, that you get a famous drink. I don't know if it's the hotel's signature drink or the city's, but we locked in with Sazerac.
3: Neil, what, Uh, uh, what Tom Cruise movie is coming out this year? Maverick. Yeah, and if he was drunk, could be a
5: Maverick. Sazerac. No, that
3: is, oh, that is a stretch.
1: That's
6: <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Boo. But I like the
4: question though. I'm glad that we Should tried be fired one. Immediately when Colleen that. and I went there for 2 days, we tried one uh at the bar. I remember that. Okay. Was it good? Uh for me it was I might made a very big face cuz uh, it was very strong. Yeah. But Colleen liked it a lot.
5: Okay. Good to know. That's a good review.
4: That means
3: everyone else will probably like it, not me. (laughs) One out of five. I made (laughs) a face. (laughs) All right. Question five in the second round. Which actress won her first Oscar starring in a role for which she failed to win a Tony on Broadway? If it's any consolation, she did take home her first four of ten Grammys for the role. That
6: was my guess. Yeah. Okay. We're locked in. All right. Confidence in the studio.
7: Uh... I guess, yeah, I guess we'll lock in with uh, Streisand.
1: Okay. Okay. Barbara.
4: I believe it's her birthday today at the time of recording, uh, her 80th birthday. We, uh, we knew that um, Jennifer Hudson uh, played Effie in Dreamgirls, which was a Tony Award meaning winning musical, uh, which she didn't uh, play on Broadway, uh, I don't believe, but um, she won a lot of Grammys, I'm sure. Um,
3: so we said Jennifer Hudson. And uh, the correct answer here is Barbara Streisand. Oh, bam. Is that for Funny Girl? For Funny Girl, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah.
6: Wow.
3: (laughs) All right, Ken, what do the scores look like after five?
6: All right, after five questions, it looks like uh, Penny Pinchers are at an even 100, picking up one question in that uh, first half. Money Monsters 105 with two correct answers.
3: On to question six. Characters from Ready Player One, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and the title character from a 2001 book series, which became a 2020 film, all share which name with the ancient Greek goddess of the hunt, wilderness, wild animals, the moon, and chastity?
7: We can lock in.
5: (laughs) Great character.
7: Yeah, we we can lock in too.
5: And uh, what did you say?
7: Oh yeah, we we love It's Always Sunny. So uh, we locked in with Artemis.
3: And uh, Money? We also said Artemis. Artemis is the correct answer. On to question seven. Uh, I had to ask another sports question, but I don't know how to ask sports questions. So, of the 15 NFL teams which have an animal as their team name, which animal is the heaviest by average individual (laughs) weight? I will tell you, humans, such as Vikings, Patriots, and 49ers, are not counted among these calculations. This animal is more closely associated with the American West than the East, where the team is located.
6: What about Giants
3: giants are not animals <laughs> ken yeah the jet uh, the jet is the heaviest animal <laughs> I,
5: <laughs> I would i would say that probably yeah
3: all the cowboys and you weigh okay. them together
5: this one they're associated with the west and they're in the east so okay we're gonna lock in it's,
7: it's not like it doesn't really jump out at me it's like
5: I no, it's, it's gotta name. be that. Yeah, it's gotta
7: yeah, be it's I guess it's the name. name. Yeah. I think I think we're both
5: thinking and talking about the same exact uh animal. <laughs> yeah, I think
7: we are. Yeah. yeah. I
5: think so. All they right. had a. they had a club in the Flintstones, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. yeah. Um, I
2: was thinking uh, Hannibal Lecter.
5: Mm. <laughs> um yeah, we're so we're locked in. Um what'd you say? well we thought
4: uh uh, an animal that was big in the west but uh existed with a team on the east would have to be like sort of the bison or the bills we said the buffalo bills
3: all right and uh i'll hand it over to penny pinchers what'd you say you said the same thing yeah uh that is correct the american bison or buffalo is the heaviest of all of the animals and i looked them all
6: up now how is the how is the team name bill bills associated with the word bison
4: I'm curious about that myself, actually. I don't know. How explain yourself,
3: Buffalo.
6: Yeah, explain
4: okay.
3: yourself, or the American bison. I'm gonna look that up, and actually, I'm curious: was was bear up there with? Yeah, bears only weigh a few hundred pounds. Bison can weigh as much as two thousand
6: pounds. Also, the American bison is wow. not a buffalo whatsoever.
3: Yeah. Oh, and
4: uh, the Bills' name uh, is derived from an All-America Football Conference franchise from Buffalo that was in turn named after Western frontiersman Buffalo Bill.
5: Oh.
3: So, that is yeah, but uh, what I was looking for was the American bison. I even had to figure out what, like, a Bronco, what kind of a horse a Bronco might be. It was, it's why this takes A Ford Bronco
6: would weigh way more. (laughs) True. All right, Jeff, put the lotion in the basket and read question eight.
1: You got it. Did
6: you draft me?
3: (laughs) Since lines of longitude converge at the North and South Pole, it's almost impossible and very impractical to determine which time zone you are based in. Therefore, researchers in the Arctic and Antarctic regions of the Earth usually use this time zone associated with their research stations. For example, since nearly all flights to Antarctica and the South Pole originate from the third southernmost country by its southern point, what is the most commonly used time zone in Antarctica?
5: We're going to lock in with an answer.
3: I like the confidence. (laughs) one of the two of
7: them you pick. we're kind of 50 50 over here um we'll go argentina
5: all and right they're locking in with argentina what'd you guys say um we were also in south america but i think the southernmost tip of south america is in peru i think that's it goes along the outside there i don't know but we said peru
3: uh, you were right to think that that goes pretty far south. Chile would be number one. Argentina would be number two. And the time zone most commonly used is actually New Zealand, mm. where a lot of oh, the flights oh, and uh, boat travel Sorry. originates from. Wow. Well, we wrote
4: Chile and Peru down, so I feel good that we named a couple of the top.
3: Mm-hmm. Shout out to our Kiwi yeah. listeners. Yeah. Oh, man.
7: <laughs> we said New Zealand, but thought it was
1: further too south too than south. it was. Yeah. No, South
3: America is very south, Yeah, as it turns uh, out. Question number nine. Home to arguably the most famous race on the F1 calendar, which country has the highest population density?
6: Classic triviality
5: question. This is
3: a classic Jeff question. I think
5: that's a that's a country that Jeff likes.
3: He loves this country. Geography, mm-hmm. racing. This is my question.
4: Because yeah. there is a big race there, right?
5: Yeah, and that's an answer to either most or least popu- yeah, <laughs> population right, right. density. So I think – actually, I think I'm thinking of San Marino. So we can – We can lock in with this one.
7: Yeah, we're we're similarly locked in. How
5: would you say, Penny Pinchers?
7: We went with Monaco.
5: Okay.
4: Yeah, we know that uh,
3: Jeff has a Grace Kelly fetish.
4: Uh, We said Monaco.
3: I do not have a Grace Kelly fetish. This question was written because uh, the other day on Worldle, the country that popped up was very recognizable because if you can see a harbor in its outline, it's gotta be Monaco. So I said Mm -hmm. Monaco. Well, who doesn't have a Grace Kelly fetish? Let's be honest. (laughs) I I do not. Question 10. (laughs) It's
5: very adamant. Uh,
3: Question number 10. What unit uh, used for measuring cloth is equivalent to 40 yards? You're likely better associating this name with a famous eight-time Olympic gold athlete or less likely a 2008 animated crime-fighting dog.
5: A gold athlete? I didn't know they made them.
3: Eight-time Olympic gold medal winning athlete. (laughs) Okay.
5: Was it this one? Yes. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I and, remember seeing and, this with our students. Okay. Yeah, right. The running guy.
4: Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay, we are
3: locked in over
5: yes. here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how we got <laughs> to that stupid answer. Crossed
4: the finish line somehow.
3: Penny Pinchers, what did you uh, come up with? Are you locked in?
2: Yes, we are. We went with Bolt.
3: And you uh, you gentlemen seem very enthusiastic about your answer. They seemed
4: it's so easy over there. I for know. Them. But uh, <laughs> luckily you said the dumb crime fighting movie because I think uh, when I was teaching I think the, we showed the kids the Miley Cyrus movie which I think is Bolt with John Travolta, uh, so we said Bolt as well.
3: I think of it more as a John Travolta movie with Miley Cyrus, but uh, Bolt <laughs> is the correct answer either way. Yeah, I didn't want to give it uh, too much away trying to figure out what his uh, his forty yard time would be, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> yeah, Bolt is the correct answer either way. John Travolta's forty time? Oh, uh, Usain Bolt's. Oh, okay. Can uh, he can he his complete bolt, a forty? Bolt Bolt time, <laughs> if you will.
6: All right, that concludes the second round. It looks like Money Monsters in a slight lead with 145, and the Penny Pinchers right behind at 140.
3: All right, that uh, that'll take us to uh, our uh, our final round, Neil.
6: Yeah,
5: I believe so.
3: Anything you want to uh, plug before our final round? We, we already
5: had, did it. We had 20 minutes of plug earlier. Oh, yeah, That's we tried plugged it. To that. Don't worry, folks. No more plug. <laughs> no more plug. Give us those final categories now. You got it.
3: And uh, your final five categories in order are white... Blue,
5: black, red, green. I feel like you've done this before. I have not. Five flag questions.
3: It is not five flag questions for those who already figured out that particular order. Those are the five principal colors in Magic the Gathering. So
5: I know we've done this before. The wagers are
6: now in, so let's get the questions.
3: All right, thanks, Ken. Uh, your first question in the category of white. It's been said that good guys... Don't wear white. The only man to defeat Martin Scorsese in Best Director nominations is which director who earned 12 nominations throughout his brilliant career. He's tied with Frank Capra as the second winningest director in Oscars history with three wins. Question in the category of blue. The colors red, white, and or blue appear on all of the flags, but two of the sovereign nations. Name either nation. Question uh, in the category of black. Black Panther is the highest grossing film of all time with a color in the title. Not counting James Cameron's Avatar or Titanic, which film is the highest grossing if you consider that it's not a part of a film franchise? I am not including spiritual remakes. Question in red. A red dwarf is the smallest and coolest kind of star on the main sequence. Red Dwarfs are by far the most common type of star in the Milky Way, at least in the neighborhood of the sun. But because of their low luminosity, individual red dwarfs are not easily observed. What is a brown dwarf? Green. Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Mauritius, Indonesia, and the Maldives all have which common currency? This currency also makes an appearance across all 19 original titles of a very successful video game franchise.
6: Those are the questions, and we'll be right back to see how it all shakes out.
7: Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money.
4: Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, And of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe
8: wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. search for the family road trip trivia podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures
6: and we're back let's go bring it home jeff (laughs) all right Matt just said (laughs) (laughs) all right so
3: uh back to the final round categories again we're uh themed around match the gathering so the category of white i want to know which director has had the most nominations with twelve. Uh, he's tied with Frank Capra as the second winningest
6: director in Oscars history with three. All right, uh, twenty-five points on the line for Penny Pictures. What'd you have?
7: Oh, we thought there had been a uh, curious lack of Spielberg, so we went with Spielberg.
6: <laughs> Thirty points on the line for Money Monsters. It's a good
4: guess. I believe Spielberg was nominated seven times. Um, this this is a guy that he likes a lot, though, which is why I know this one also because of the twelve. But I believe it's William Wyler.
3: Director of Ben-Hur, The Best Years of Our Lives, and Miss Miniver. all three were those winners. That was William Wyler. I
6: love Miss Miniver.
8: Are
3: you a big fan of it? I have never Never seen it.
6: (laughs) Best Years of Our Lives is very good, yeah.
3: So uh, that'll be points going to uh, the monies, since I don't like team names. Uh, Category of blue, I just wanted to know uh, one of the two flags of sovereign nations that lack the colors red, white, and or blue.
5: Uh, we wagered thirty and we're pretty sure that this is Jamaica or Ghana. But Jamaica's our answer I guess. <laughs> okay.
3: And over to the penny pinchers. How that much makes did you us wager? Feel
2: good because yeah. we also said Jamaica.
3: Jamaica is one of the two acceptable answers, only having green, yellow, and black in its flag. The other one I didn't think anyone would get, Sri Lanka. Ooh, which you mentioned in question five. Was that a little inspiration? I don't know. Hmm. all right third question was in the category of black black panther is the highest grossing film of all time with a color in the title that's where i started this question but i ended wanting to know after james cameron's avatar and titanic which film is the highest grossing film which is not part of a film franchise i was not counting spiritual remakes so we wagered 30 uh this one
4: was really tough because uh we had named a ton of movies we know like in the top 10 it's basically all disney it's you know the uh, infinity war endgame spider-man no way home um a lot of franchise star wars um but we knew that the remakes or the spiritual successor of the beauty and the beast and the lion king made a ton of money and we were just going back and forth back and forth uh, between those two uh matt pointed to beauty and the beast and we locked in with beauty and the beast
7: so we went with, uh, having gotten that backwards, we went with Inside Out,
3: not knowing. Not a bad guess. Uh, as Neil alluded to, the top ten is Avatar, Avengers Endgame, Titanic, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is currently still in theaters, Jurassic World, and at number seven, The Lion King, oh. with a total worldwide gross of $1.65 question in the category of red a red dwarf is the smallest and coolest kind of star but i wanted to know what is a brown dwarf and i'll take a varied and acceptable range of answers here
6: all right uh 30 points on the line for uh penny pinchers what do you have
2: we said it was uh, a star that was close to death
6: uh matt you explain. 20 25 points for you guys uh, yeah explain this one
5: we went we went, we went more uh A little less risk averse with twenty five, and we said uh, it's a star that has died but has not yet imploded.
3: All right, I don't believe I can give any points. Brown dwarfs are not stars; they are substellar objects, and they are massive enough to not be able to sustain hydrogen nuclear fusion.
5: Oh, that was my second guess.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They tend to be, you know, uh, objects in between the size of like Jupiter and uh, a red dwarf star. So so during this game, we
4: both have taken a lethal dose and are also ready to implode as well, (laughs) man.
3: And the last question was in the category of green. Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Mauritius, Indonesia, and the Maldives all have which common currency? I left a pretty big country off that list. This currency also makes an appearance across all 19 original titles of a very
6: successful video game franchise. Okay, 30 points apiece. Let's start with the Penny Pinchers.
7: Um, so we were kind of uh, torn in between two different franchises, uh, Donkey Kong and Legend of Zelda. And we ended up going with Zelda.
3: And the uh, currency that they use in
5: Zelda?
7: Oh, oh, that would be the uh, rupee.
3: Okay, uh, locked in with rupee.
5: Yeah, when we realized that you weren't looking for, that the, the name of the currency wasn't in the title, but actually in the game, it made it much easier. And when we said rupee.
3: I was talking about The Legend of Zelda, and that is the rupee. I left India off the list. I didn't want to make it too easy for, for I know I know Matt knows all about the Indian rupee, so. Yes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> all right. That, I did my thesis on it. <laughs> that will conclude the game. It looks like uh, it stayed... Uh, Pretty close back and forth in that uh, final. But with 110, uh, the Penny pinchers finishing second. And a great effort by Money Monsters with 180. You are today's cream of the crop.
0: I am
4: the
5: cream!
6: Great job, Neil.
4: No, well, no, not really. But uh, I, I screwed up with the, <laughs> the muscle relaxer here. Great job to uh, Christian and Aaron because I felt like we, w- if if you were here in you know Illinois and we needed substitutes for trivia, you two would be perfect because it was basically just neck and neck the entire game, minus mm-hmm. a few questions. So,
2: oh, I- that is such an honor to hear you say that. Thank you.
4: Oh no, thank you. Uh, we we loved having you here and you know we're so excited that you were able to uh, get engaged to our show, which is insane and awesome at the same time. it it we're ranks... not talking
3: about being engaged, like posting on the crop and stuff.
4: Well, that too. they're also engaged. but we uh, <laughs> it goes right It's on the Mount Rushmore of great things fans have done for, done for us. like Cheyenne Fletcher uh, got a tattoo of our logo, which still boggles our mind and and someone uh, a couple got engaged to. Uh, to Dutch boys, weird musings. So, um.
3: <laughs> I think why doesn't why don't we get Dutch boy to send them some well wishes for their upcoming nuptials?
4: Um, let's see. <laughs>
5: oh, God, like where is Dutch boy? Let's bring him in right now. <laughs> Make sure to always put the roses in the
3: milk.
1: What? That's—it's that's, just an
3: old
4: proverb,
1: I no, think. Oh, Dutch an boy, Dutch get proverb. out of here! Put roses in your milk. I don't know. That's why
3: don't you need like practical advice? Like don't leave all the cabinet doors open, or <laughs>
5: I won't stand for that.
3: <laughs> I do it too.
4: <laughs> Rinse all the plates before putting in dishwasher. Ah, oh, that's very helpful, Dutch boy.
6: Thank you there so you much. Go. All right. Well, thank you again, Christian, Aaron. Any uh, any parting remarks for us today?
7: um you guys have just been like a huge part of our lives like every time you know we're going on a car ride every time we're going to the gym every time i'm proposing to her (laughs) you you guys are there so it's been an honor being on the show um we're going to continue to listen continue to uh you know participate in our way and just thank you guys for everything you do we really appreciate it thank you guys so much i'm going to buy Neil's book yeah. oh yeah we, oh, we already bought it we already bought it so. oh well thank yeah, you we
3: were,
7: yeah we were blown away at like the reviews you guys were reading at one of your last uh that was like super cool and neil just don't get too big for the rest of <laughs> yeah
3: right yeah. neil is probably the most grounded of the four of us we are riding those coattails <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> But uh, thank you so much again for joining us. It was a, an absolute pleasure to have you on today um, and uh, kind of overwhelming at times. But, uh, you know, I don't feel like we need the honors you gave us. But thank you again. And uh, for uh, the gentleman in the studio, that would be Neil, Matt, and Ken and myself. That was Triviality. Artemis is the correct answer. Ken was uh, laughing over there to himself. Anything you want to share with the class? Nope. Okay, sounds good.
5: You just love, question. I love Artemis, fall, big fan.
6: Although when I'm playing Hades, I do hate it when I get the Artemis boon cuz it's worthless essentially.
4: What's the Artemis boon? Is it like a rec- a pet boon record? Yeah, that's what it is.
6: Yeah. No, you get like you get like power-ups through the game and the Artemis ones are Oh, okay. Or sheer. <laughs> Not what I need. What are
4: the
1: good ones? Um
6: I'll get back to you on that. Okay.
1: Fair enough.